you're not going to believe what you're about to hear. Would you please join with me and welcome Twisted Sister! Sister! One, two, three, Pleasure light, you know you're not going home tonight. Be check or switch, doctors of mine. The way to run and the way you'll find. You can't escape from the bed you made. When your time has come, you'll accept In 1972, J.J. French, who at the time used the name Johnny Heartbreaker, joined the band Silver Star. J.J. French would later push the band to change the name. Michael O'Neill would take over for vocals and came up with the name Twisted Sister. The band would suffer lineup changes and split-ups throughout its entire early career. Eddie Ojeda would be added in 1975. 1976, Dee Snider would come on board after a suggestion from the band's agent, Kevin Brenner, who said the band would never go anywhere unless they were able to play Led Zeppelin songs. Mark Mendoza would join in 1978, and in 1982, A.J. Perrow completed the official Twisted Sister lineup. Twisted Sister would release its first EP on Secret Records in 1982, entitled Rough Cuts, but would feature Tony Petri on drums. A.J. Paro would be on the first studio album, Under the Blade, which was produced by Pete Way of UFO. With its overall raw heavy metal sound, it became an underground hit in the UK and would feature Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead on the song Tear It Loose. Let's now go to Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, Nate Lander, and their special guests, Lou Mavs and Ralph Vieira, as they discuss Under the Blade. Welcome to Rat Style Review. We are joined by a huge group of people today. Usually it's just me, Greg, and Nate. But, Ralph, this is your first time on our regular show, Rat Sound Review. Usually you're on the King Diamond show, so welcome. Thank you. Yeah, and Lou, you, you're on every once in a while. Yeah, What's whenever up? I feel like it. Yeah. yeah, Actually, you were just on uh, one of the, the... Well, actually, shit, when were you on? Uh, last long. time I was on your show, on this one, we were covered. discussing... Six worst album covers. Yeah. Uh, the last time I had the pleasure of speaking with you, Greg and Ralph, was on this broad this broadcast belongs to them. We were discussing conspiracy. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. That took a long ago. And thank you for having but, me back on. Yeah, no problem. I was just on your show. That was a lot of fun talking about wrestling. Yes, we were talking about 
the Dark Side of the Ring episode on uh, Owen Hart and <coughs> asking me why I sat through Cannibal Holocaust. Or as we kept accidentally calling it, Hannibal Ca- Hannibal Callahost. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, Greg, you commented on my Facebook post. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah not a problem. I was I was going to go off on how it looks so. cool, so who gives a fuck anyway? But, you know, I don't want to hear from a bunch of PETA pussies, so I'm good. That's <laughs> the most fucked up movie you've ever seen. A Serbian film, without a doubt. That I have yet to see. That was until I just recently watched this Russian movie called Come and See. About the, I've a, seen that a, before, yeah. That movie is fucking insane. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and like, it's like this much of the entirety of the atrocities done during World War II. Uh, I'm not going to watch it either. Ralph, you're, you're a big movie watcher. You watch any of these movies? No. no. I, I'm not too big on foreign films, though. You guys ever seen High Tension? I heard of it. I've heard yes. of it. I, I, I think it. it's from Italy. I mean, that shit was brutal. Uh, yeah, I think it's either French or Belgian, but yeah, I heard it was pretty bad. House kind of film. Like a kind of splatter. Yeah. Like no, I, I love that. But, but Lou was describing the uh, Cannibal Holocaust movie, and they're killing of actual animals. It just, that's, yeah. I don't need to watch that. I, I, I have that. I have like some anniversary from. Uh, Anniversary edition for somebody gave it to me for my birthday. It's you wearing crazy. this play, you can't write lyrics. It's like uh-huh. you need that fucked up insight. Yeah, I only I had only brought it up because uh, I I subscribed to Shutter and I watched Joe Bob Briggs's Last Drive-In, and oh, that was cool. the movie that he did, uh, second film that he did on Friday. So I was just talking cool. about on my show uh, how much that movie screwed me up. And Wayne decided to delve further into my psyche on my show and ask me, why did I actually sit through it? Yeah, not happening. Not doing it. But anyway, we're not here to talk about just horror movies. Movie. Doesn't mean I'm going to run around killing tortoises. People need to calm no, down. I don't, I don't need to see that, though. <laughs> and it's not just tortoises. It was a pig. It's a Cotamundi, two monkeys. It was a guinea pig. Like running around in a loincloth with a spear, though. You never know. Yeah, that's true. Man of War did it, so. Alright, whatever. Move on, Ramona. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 Boomer. <laughs> well, not, nothing else is going on. Nobody wants to talk about anything else going on, right? <laughs> well, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing else going on. The world's at peace. Everything's cool. Everything's fine, yeah, right? No more virus. They fixed my cable. I'm good. <laughs> Got a budgie record in the mail today. It's been all right. Oh, wow. That's good. Well, we're so here to got, talk about twist. the coronavirus, uh, murder hornets, uh, looting, arson, and now Tommy Lee's going to release two songs this Friday. We're fucked in 2020. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Game over, man. It's a bug hunt. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a bug, he says. Destruction and violence. Uh, nobody Not wants the heat of it, bro. Yeah. All right, but we're, today we're here to talk about something actually good. Twisted Sister. The okay. first three Twisted Sister albums. You can't kill rock and roll. I mean, you can't stop rock and roll. Jesus <laughs> Christ. What I is wrong joking. with you guys? I, I only said it because it was a joke. It's a domino effect Nate started. It was it's a, literally one fucking... Ozzy. Of course I fucked it up. 
uh, under the blade, you can't stop rock and roll and stay hungry. I wanted to stop it there because the next two albums are kind of so-so. So these are the first three that are really, you know, the best albums of the best. So anybody want to start or do you want me to start? Give a little a little backstory on, on the first album. Well, that would be well, your job as host, wouldn't it? Would it would be my job. What's that? Twisted Sister had spent like the last half decade before that being New York's biggest club band. So there's yes. that dimension. Yeah. Uh, Under the Blade was released in September 1982. was produced by bassist of UFO and Wasted... Uh, wasted... Oh, yeah, Wasted uh, the Pete Way. Mm-hmm. And was yep. recorded in London, England. Uh, when... Originally released on Secret Records, which is this version. Uh, it had a more rough... Yep, Ralph's got the same one. And actually, when I, I, I bought that... Actually, when I, when I got into Twisted Sister, it wasn't until that, that, that uh, tribute album came out. Um, obviously, I was always into Twisted Sister, just never had the albums. So the music store that I went to to go get the autographs, they had all the albums there. They had a special, if you just buy them all or whatever, you can get their autographs. So I bought all the albums. And um, that was the Atlantic reissue. So it had a weird mix to it. It just had like, um, like it was remixed and remastered to sound like all the other albums did at the time. Lighter and oh, poppier. God. Right. Yeah. Yep. So later on, I didn't, under, I didn't realize that Under the Blade had a totally different mix on the original release. And it sounds totally different. It's just way grittier, way raw sounding, you know. And the other one was just way too produced. Um, and Pete Way ended up producing it because they were recording the album in the same studio that yeah. Fast Eddie and Pete Way were doing the original Fast Way demos in. Actually, it was recorded in a barn. True story. Really? Where they had haystacks well, around the amps. Uh, wow. I'll show you here. The, the Under the Blade CD comes with a making of Really? Yeah. And it has the whole story of they, they did it inside a barn in the middle of nowhere in England. And uh, they had haystacks around and uh, they were getting a lot of complaints because it was very loud. And Fast Eddie came in, did a track. Yeah. Well, I've got a Kerrang article from like 82. And that's what Pete Way says in there. So. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, but, but Pete but, Way was also right. wasted, no pun intended, at the time. Yeah. Pete Way enjoyed, enjoyed narcotics a bit too much. Who was that? No, read his book, uh, Fast Ride Out of Here. He goes into <laughs> extreme detail on how wasted he was. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't until 2011 when another record company, Eagle Rock, uh, would re-release the original recording the way it was on the secret records, which uh, me and Lou, uh, me and Ralph have. Uh, and at the time when I uh, when I when well, I just described this when I re- yeah, so I don't have to go through all that. Um, and then you guys just mentioned Fast Eddie Clark also makes an appearance on a track Tear It Loose. And actually, Greg, you listened to that when I called you. Yep, great uh, song, very Motorheadish. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. Uh, in 1982, the it hit numbers. kind of is, actually. I mean, you don't really hear it so much on the Atlantic version. It definitely right. needs that rawer production. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, it just really gives it something else. Not to mention, Motorhead was the first band to let, really take Twisted Sister out in England and Europe. Really? Yep. Uh, it hit number 70 on the UK album charts 
1985, it would get to 125 on the Billboard charts in the U.S. So, that's that. Anyway, and who wants to go first to talk about the album? Uh, I, I will if you want me to. I, I think it's a ripping album, man. Uh, uh, the first track, the first track, can only be an opening track when they play live. You can't put, you can't, right. uh, what you don't know, you can't put anywhere in the set list except uh, right. the beginning. It's got open, yeah. yep. Ripping tune. Uh, Bad Boys of Rock and Roll, and I'm not a fan. Uh, I, I like Warren for Your Life, Sin After Sin, fucking heavy. Shoot him down, it's fun. Destroyer, D. Snyder said it, said, he said it really good. He said, uh, Destroyer, he said, it's not the heaviest song in the world, but it's damn close. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My favorite on there, along with the title track, uh, Under the Blade and uh, Tear It Loose is ripping. Right. Day of the Rocker is kind of a bluesy thing, but I think it's a ripping album, man. It's uh, very raw and uh, it's not, it's not, we're not going to take it, that's for damn sure. Right, no, not at all. It's it's probably their heaviest album. Not my favorite, but it's their heaviest album, I think. Reminds me of Defenders of the Faith. Really? Why is that? The riffing. Mostly the riffing and the drumming. Like a lot of that quick drumming sounds a lot like Wes Binks, where it's still 70s-ish, but with two kick pedals. And then you got... Just simple, straight up, but quick riffing, like in um, and the way the bass works in it too. Just the vocals are different. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a real Judas Priest vibe. Well, the way you really have to hear this album is the original secret version, or if you buy the Eagle Rock uh, re-release. Don't buy the Atlantic version. I mean, it's all right, but it's just way too overproduced. And it is, and it is also available on CD. So don't be. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Don't be confused. Let's see. I think I have that one as well. Don't be, don't buy the Atlantic version, but uh, maybe I don't have it. But uh, they did release it again. Oh yeah, here it is. Well, I think the one that comes with the DVD yep. is the oh. That's yeah, the secret was, version. The yeah, that's what I was talking. The about. The Atlantic version came out on Spitfire, so it's probably yeah. out of print because I don't think that Spitfire is around anymore. So you know, there is a different album cover. Yeah, to both of them. So I mean, it's the same photo shoot, but just no. And it also, this one's to get because it has the DVD, which is not only um, a documentary, but the infamous Reading show where they're throwing shit at him. The oh, whole oh really? And Lenny comes out. I have it, but I, you know what? I never watched the damn DVD. You have to see it. It's I'll it's, have to watch it then. Yeah, it's Lemmy awesome. and Fast Eddie reunite and play. Twisted Sister was amazing live. Let me tell you. That's what actually got me into it because my uncle, you know, being from New York, uh, Long Island, where they're from, um, my when my uncle saw I had uh, the big hits in Nasty Cup was the first Twisted Sister CD I, I owned. So he saw I had that. He goes, Oh, you're into Twisted Sister? He goes, Oh, I used to file them all over the place on Long Island. So I was like, Oh, shit. My uncle actually listened to Twisted Sister, and that what made me go to the you know the, the record signing that I went to and get more into Twisted Sister because I thought that was cool to have you know my family member somebody an uncle that I actually liked too uh, like Twisted Sister you know so it was cool and I, you know, listening to this album just like Lou said I'm not, why do I keep calling you fucking Lou <laughs> Ralph 
there's so many good songs in here. What you don't know, you can't start, you know, like a show without that song being first. Big Boys Rock and Roll, awesome song. Run for Your Life. The, the best song on here is Under the Blade. Uh, that's probably not my favorite Twisted Sister song. We'll get to that later. Maybe my second favorite Twisted Sister song. Um, Destroyer. I didn't really like it because, like, on Big Hits, Nasty Cuts, it was on there as a live version. And I always hated the live version for some reason. Just, I don't know, just didn't fit as a live song I'd want to listen to. It's just so slow and boring to me. But on here, it actually works. I like it on here. Uh, Shoot 'em Down's okay. Um, Tear It Loose, I don't know. It's it's all right. Uh, Day of the Rocker, it sounds like an ACDC song to me. Yeah, it's a bluesy but, song. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. It kind of. It kind of does not fit on the album, almost, in a way. Yeah. Because none of the other songs really sound like that. But, uh, I, and I like Bad Boys of Rock and Roll. I know you don't like it, Ralph. Uh, I don't like that tune, yeah. <laughs> Why don't That's you like it? I don't know. I just think it's too happy. And, and Atlantic version brought even a worse song. I'll Never Grow Up. Oh, yes, that's right, yes. <laughs> that one's yeah. really uh, even worse. <laughs> that was yeah. like the fucking dolls, man. It's- so Harley Davidson, I can't. And who's actually is D singing that song? Because it doesn't sound like D Snyder. Uh, what song? The uh, um the one we just mentioned. Uh, oh, I'll never, never grow up now. Yeah, yeah, it's D. It, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't it is, sound it. like him. Really, don't sound like him. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great album, great debut. But you have to buy this version because the other one, just like I said, just doesn't cut it. Thankfully, cool. both versions are. Oh, cool. Thanks. Well, thankfully, both versions are uh, available on iTunes, and uh, I agree with both Ralph and Wayne. Don't get the 1985 remix. Get the other one. Um, I remember going through my brother Mikey's cassette collection, and he had this. and This was the only Twisted album that he had on cassette, and it was the first album that I ever listened to from them. Meanwhile, Stay Hungry had already been out, but this was the one that he had. First song on it was What You Don't Know Sure Can uh, Hurt You, and I was immediately hooked as a kid. So this was my my true gateway to Twisted Sister, even though I had already seen the videos at that time for We're Not Gonna Take It and I Wanna Rock, but I thought that was, in my opinion, probably one of the best debut albums ever by a metal band that I had heard. Um, It still holds a dear place to me. I want to say that it's my favorite Twisted album, but it kind of goes back and forth with what I think is their best one, which we'll get on to later as we discuss it. But uh, yeah, a lot of classic songs on here. Um, Of course, when Motorhead covers Shoot Him Down for the Twisted Tribute album... I don't know. To me, if if Lemmy's okay with it, it's got to be a good song. So. Oh, I love shooting that. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. So but shoot down that with a fucking gun. I mean, back then, yeah. I, you know, right. I, I heard under the blade later. I'll never forget the first time I heard some guy had it on a cassette at a party. And not only that song, but then there's Tear It Loose. It's such a fucking crime. You got back it was kind of unheard of, you know, when it was, it was kind of like, ooh, you know, so it was kind of special that very, it made it like so much. And plus, I mean, you got to remember, this shit was like hardcore back then. What well, you would consider this, this shit sounds like pop music now. Yeah, but right. exactly. At that time, this shit was fucking hardcore, you know, like, uh, 
you know, like Under the Blade and um, Tear It Loose and What You Don't Know, it's like, dude, that shit was uh, unrelenting back then. But, but you know, you got to hear. And it's funny because they didn't know Motorhead when they wrote these songs. They didn't right. know them. And, nope. and, you know, they met Motorhead in England. And it just it fit, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think Dee writes great metal songs with great pop hooks. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that Twisted Sisters is a pop metal band. It's just they write great metal songs with great hooks. Yeah. And favorite uh, track, favorite track for me is Under the Blade. Least favorite is uh, I'll Never Grow Up Now. Okay, yeah, but you can say the same about Wasp. What do I consider Wasp? No, it's like you could say the same thing about Wasp. Is why I consider T- Twisted Sister air metal band. Is like. Ah. Wasp is also a band that writes relatively just straight-up heavy metal music while having a glam look. I, I could see that argument, and uh, I am a fan of the first Wasp album, so... I, like uh, I love Wasp. That's not gonna, for not gonna uh, attention. I'm just... That's the standard I'm holding it to. Alright, cool. Well, that's my piece on it. <laughs> it's funny though. Yeah, you like, know, I, gotta, I gotta say also, like for years, I always thought this is bullshit. All songs written by D. Snyder. It's like, come on, like nobody <laughs> had input at all. And I just yeah. recently heard uh, an interview with Tom Warman <laughs> saying D. Snyder would walk in with all the songs. Nobody yeah. contributed anything but D. Snyder. I was like, dude, I thought all this time that was some kind of like Ozzy Osbourne bullshit, you know, like Ozzy well, Osbourne bark the moon, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I think, actually write all the songs. I uh, think they covered that in the Behind the Music where J.J. French said, all right, you write the songs. And then he did, and he even said it himself that when Twist's career was over by the dawn of the 90s, he was still the only one making money from the royalties. The other band members weren't. And that that's a shame. That is yeah, kind of- not much. You see, here's the thing. Uh, Dee Snyder was, at that time, so broke. <laughs> Because they, they really got fucked by the record company. That's why they... You guys think Under the Blade is bad. The the re-recording. Listen mm-hmm. to Still Hungry. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Have you yes. heard that? Yes, yes, yes. That yes. is like... Makes the Blade awesome. And the reason they did that is so they can make money. Because now when you hear... We're not going to take it in a commercial or something. It's the re-recording. Because the original recordings, they're not making no money off it because they right. such shit deals they did back then. And when the early 90s, Dee Snyder would ride a bike to an office and be like a telemarketer. And when people would walk in, they'd go, hey, aren't you? He goes, dude, I get that all the time. I'm not Dee Snyder. He was ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like how what uh, Still Hungry sounds like? It's so bad. Yeah. I think, I think it was just so terrible, but... You know, they did it so they can make money off it. Right. They did write, he did write the songs. So now when you hear it in a commercial, you're never going to hear the original version. Right. Which is funny because if you read like in the, in the liner notes or whatever, it says this is what they wanted it to sound like. Yeah. But yeah, I know. But here's the thing about Tom Warman. Tom Warman has produced like the biggest album for not only Twisted Sister, but Motley Crue, Cheap Trick, and a couple other ones. And all those bands slam Tom Warman relentlessly. You fucked up our albums. And, and it just turns out Tom Warman is the only guy that produced albums for these bands that sold millions. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And uh, right. they all hate Tom Warman for some reason. 
Except even Cheap Nugent. Even <laughs> Cheap Trick hates him? Yeah, Cheap Trick bashes them. Uh, yeah. Cheap Trick re-recorded In Color, which it didn't come out with that horrible producer, Steve Albini. Yeah. I just stand that guy. And they re-recorded yeah. In Color, and it's just fucking terrible. It's unlistenable. Well, with Cheap Trick, I mean, the best way to listen to their songs is live. So I'll take yes. the live recordings over right. the studio any day. But uh, I don't, I don't really talking... like them recorded. I like them live. Yeah. Let me tell you, man. Twisted Sister. Let me pull this out. Twisted Sister. They're uh, the best albums of Twisted Sister. Is this right here. The fucking live ones, man. I mean, it's ruthless. Yes. This and the Hammersmith one. These albums are fucking cutthroat, angry, and the, the, the stage raps that D does between songs. Like, you see this microphone? Sure. See this cameraman? Don't mess with the cameraman. Don't fuck the cameraman. And, you know, <laughs> and it's so funny. He's like, I want everybody to repeat after me. I promise. And you hear the crowd go, I promise. You can tell he's talking to you know? I, I love that marquee show. Oh, Marquee's even better than Hammersmith, but they're both great. They're both. I fun. love watching Twisted Sister old live footage. It's like reminiscent of Paul Bailoff era Exodus, where they're just telling people to wreck shit. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah and, and, and the guys are like it's so many people in the crowds and everything. It's just it's like Paul Paul Bailoff would like you fucking posers, and you know he was very He's much motherfuckers. Yeah, when I when I saw them, um, shit. <clears throat> Maybe the second to last time I saw them in 2010. I forget where it was, but it was down in Virginia. This fucking drunk guy gets up there to stage dive, hops up on the stage next to D and just stands there and like freezes. <laughs> and he just stops in the middle of the lyrics and goes, Well, jump, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have some, a story almost identical to that. What happened with me and D. Snyder at, at, on, on the Stay Hungry tour. I love this story. You know the story, right? Yeah, I do. I'm not saying nothing, Ralph. Don't worry. All right. I'm, I'm all the way up front. I mean, I'm in front of D, right? And they're, they go into burning hell. You know, welcome. When you go down, down, down. And then I scream with all my might, you're going to burn in hell. And he stops and he looks at me and he points at me. He goes, that's my line, asshole. And then he points, <laughs> you're going to burn in hell. And they're going, <laughs> that, and, dude, I'll never forget. I was like, that was one of the greatest concert moments of my life. <laughs> That's like awesome. uh, I have a D. Snyder story. It's nothing great, but uh, I was rehearsing at a studio. I was in a Nazi tribute at the time as their bass player. And this was around fall 2000, fall 2009. Rob, when was the Christmas concert film? 2009? I'm not sure. Okay. Six, I think. Okay, so it wasn't uh, then, but... Anyways, so we're in, a, we're in a rehearsal studio. We take a break. We step outside to go smoke. Then we go back inside. As we're walking back into our room, out comes D. Snyder from one of the rooms. Twitch's sister is recording, is rehearsing in the room right next to us. And he goes, hey, guys, how you doing? And he shakes all of our hands. And I'm like, you are fucking awesome. So that was a pretty cool <laughs> moment. Because, uh, you know, cool. I, that was one of the iconic faces that I remember growing up with on, on, on uh, music video television. Not MTV. This was Friday Night Videos. We didn't have cable at the time. I remember I, Friday Night Videos. You know, uh, when 9-11 happened, you know, that's when Twist Sister reunited. 
the next day, he played a club down here called the, the Metal Factory, and I went, you know, because I'm a big fan. And when I got there, I knew this girl from, um, I think, Denmark or something. She came, she, such a decent, she had a D. Snyder tattoo, big twist sister fan. She flew all the way over here to see the 9-11 show. Then she came down to Florida, and I hang out with her, and, and D. Snyder loved her. So when we got to the club, we both went in, and I got to meet D. And who's standing right there? A.J. Perro. He came as well. And I got a picture with AJ and, and D. And, man, D was so cool. And I, I brought a bunch of vinyl. And see, AJ and D signed this. And oh. D really freaked out on this one. He's like, holy shit, you got the Rough Cuts demo, you know? And uh, yeah, I had him sign, like, all my Twisted Sister shit. Like, yeah, I know this album is crap, but, man, Fire Still Burns is worth it alone. I had him sign this. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's my favorite song on that album. Fire still burns. I mean, just at least for that. I mean, fire still burns and out in the streets are both great. I like "Kill or Be Killed," the last track. Now, uh, Greg, was the club that you saw uh, twisted out in Virginia? Was that uh, Jacks in Springfield? No, no, that was a little bit bigger than Jacks. Uh, I've been to Jacks. I saw Anthrax there. I've seen a lot of bands at Jax. Jax is a shithole, but they used to have some great metal shows. <laughs> Starbucks right there. It was a little strip mall. Yeah. I met D at a, uh, a Chinese buffet. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, me and my friend went to a Chinese buffet. We were sitting there eating. And all of a sudden, I see this guy with his big blonde, you know, curly hair. I'm like, is that D. Snyder over there? And he's like, yeah, I think it is. And then, you know, we go up to get our food, and sure enough, it's him. And I, we just look at him and say, hey, you know, you know, thanks, you know. And that was it. We didn't really do it, you know, because he's with his family. He's, so he's, he's very nice to his fans, though. So that's uh, yeah. one thing I got to say about him that I can't say about most musicians um, I heard, of his era. I, I heard nightmares about J.J. French. I never met him, but I've heard nightmares about that guy. Really? I've heard the same. Yeah, he's a real asshole. Well, Seven Dust fired him. Yeah, oh, there you go. yeah, I know. Seven Dust. Well, funny you mention that. Yeah. Welcome to the show, JJ. No, uh, Nate, what's your opinion on Under the Blade? <laughs> Fucking great JJ album. Friends. It's like Twisted Sister making a Priest album, or like a kind of new wave of British heavy metal sound. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Good. Now you did listen like to the correct version, right? <laughs> yeah, I can see except more than Judas Priest. You did listen to the correct version, right? Oh yeah, found it on But um, I mean, except are the German Judas Priest. So, mm. yes. Favorite songs off uh. under the blade. Um, I mean, Tear It Loose is awesome. The title track, Destroyer, Shoot Him Down. Sin After Sin's good. The only one I really am not a fan of is Bad Boys of Rock and Roll. And Day of the Rocker was kind of lame, but it's an okay way to end the album. Mm. I, don't know if you, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, Wayne, but when you play Day of the Rocker on vinyl, you have to go and lift the needle because it stays yep. saying rock, rock, rock. Oh, really? Rock. And yeah, the yeah. needle won't lift. Oh wow! Uh, I, have to, I haven't like listened that, to it in a long time. So another album like that is High and Dry from Def Leppard. No, 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 right? I was in a... <laughs> now, now you have to get up and lift up the needle. So in this really? one, it's rock, rock, rock. Or, or worse yet, Ralph, Invasion on the Vinnie Vinnie Vincent yeah. Invasion album. 
Oh, uh, that it does. You know what? Just I that endless that feedback. I don't think I made it to that track. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> endless feedback loop. Oh, you know, I I, I played that I played oh, that album for my dog, and he fell. I played that album for my dog, and he fell asleep through it. I was surprised. Wow! I like that record. I think I think your dog is the only one that can hear that sing, the singer sing, right? Yeah, he has a cute hearing. <laughs> I mean, uh, Robert Fleischman hit those dog notes in that song. And I love Robert Fleischman, man. What a great guy! But oh yeah, I had him on my show, man. I know. I love that episode. Oh, that episode's great, where he talks about Vinny drives with his legs crossed. Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck do you drive with your legs crossed? <laughs> Uh, Greg, uh, great record, definitely my favorite Twisted Sister record, and probably their best. Uh, this is probably the only album they do. As much as I like them, where I think every track's great. Bad Boys of Rock and Roll is definitely the worst one, but it's still a pretty good song. Mm. Uh, the '85 version ruins it, though. Like we've all said. But what you don't know sure can hurt you is one of the best songs they ever did. Great uh, opener. And then Tear It Loose is an Under the Blade Destroyer and Shoot Him Down would be. And you know what? Sin After Sin. I really like everything on here. Yeah, there's really no bad. You know, it's just a great album. No. It, it, it's like new wave of British heavy metal, but kind of Americanized. It's got that really American attitude to it. I dig it a lot but um i think what this really benefits from too is you know they were able to have at their disposal really their best tracks from their club days and i think that's why it's Mm -hmm. so strong oh yeah because the other records i i well i would assume they wrote mostly on the road d did and Mm. Even though sonically they all sound good and hold up, I mean you can listen to them all the way through without skipping anything. But there's a couple of songs that just huh. yeah, kind of like Black Flag. Sure. <laughs> no, like the first album is like a collection of the best stuff from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then oh. the rest of the albums really aren't as good as a result because they had to write everything on the fly. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, you know, just one thing because I'm I'm looking at this album cover and on the back of it is it looks like two different bands. Do you think that they could really just gotten away with just looking like regular maybe, guys? Maybe not, but I dig the no makeup look. I dig that denim. Yeah. They look right like there, it looks cool. Like, yes, they yeah. they look like rock and roll people. Yeah, they look right. scumbaggish, and I love that. You know, I love yeah, that exactly. scumbag. They look yeah. rock and roll. Well, that's how Under the Blade sounds. I mean, that's how they right. should have looked. Um, right. I th- yeah. I think ha- ha- having the gimmick helped them more than hurt them. Than yeah. Oh yeah. And it was a double. It ended up hurting them too, but it got them there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, their whole concept was to look like ugly chicks. That was yeah. their whole thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. <coughs> uh, yeah, you I can't stop. They definitely oh, cool. Tear it loose yeah, is their best yeah, song ever. I dig that look. Fa- but, and Fast Eddie's solo is fucking ripping on it. That's a great song. Uh, yeah. I put it in their top three. Yeah, definitely. I guess you could you call it the only true. Go ahead. What? I say. I guess you could call it the only true fast way album that since uh, <laughs> yeah, PJ produced actually. it and Fast Eddie played on it. That was part one of our Twisted Sister show on Rat Sound Review. Come back in two weeks 
for part two when we discuss You Can't Stop Rock and Roll. What? <laughs>